Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, this is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. It is terrific to be with you today. Thank you for joining me. We have three big things that we're going to talk about today. Obviously, the most important one to all of you is the time frame on a decision for a coach. What's going on? What's the latest happening? Um, and uh, that I promise that's going to be the very first thing that we address today and we talk about today. Uh, and then we're going to get into a couple other things that uh, are very, very important. So here is what we know as of the moment of this taping. <clears throat> I reported this yesterday. Everything that the Raiders have to do to satisfy the Rooney rule have been satisfied. They can name a coach and a general manager whenever they want. If the Rooney rule was the um, overriding factor for waiting to make a decision, clearly, that was not the overriding decision because it hasn't been made yet. Um, I was told on Wednesday evening, it was Wednesday evening, that from an agent, uh, a very respected agent in the National Football League who uh, um, has connection to the Raiders, that the delay was that they had heard there was some crossing of I's and dotting of T's. It's now early, early Friday morning. I, so I don't believe that's the reason for the delay because there's no crossing of T's and dotting of I's that would take that long. Remember when there was a press conference called for Jimmy Garoppolo and they came out several hours later and said, oh, by the way, it's not going to happen today. So um, that's number one. Number two, in talking to people, um, I'm going to break this up. In talking to people outside the organization, asking them, how would you read the tea leaves here? Um, I was told by a couple of people, they probably want, are waiting to interview somebody who's under contract with a team that's playing this weekend. And in which case, those interviews will come Monday. Um, we do know, and I've told you all along, that a lot of this is predicated on who Mark Davis is listening to. Now, I want to make a point really clear because I got a ton of email yesterday, and I love it when you guys email me. Remember, you can send me an email at SpartanNationMail, M-A-I-L at Yahoo.com. I'm new to Instagram, so I am literally, I know how to post, and uh, I occasionally read messages, but I get so many, I can't go through them all. I have no idea how to read and responses to things that I post. So yesterday I had some people like, hey, why are you ignoring us? I'm, I'm really not. I just, I'm learning Instagram. I know Twitter. I'm learning Instagram. Um, and But I love to hear from you and, and read your emails. And someone said to me, how angry are you going to be 
if they don't name, I mean, if they name Mike Vrabel. And I said to them, I would be disappointed for the Raiders, but I'm not going to be angry. It's not my team. I don't own the team. It's Mark Davis's team. Mark Davis has every, he, let me just say this to you. He doesn't owe me and he doesn't owe you anything. No. Do I technically think an owner, if he's thinking like a businessman, is going to be thinking about his ticket holders and the people buying his merchandise? Yeah. I think he'd be thinking about that. Okay? But he doesn't have to. So talking to people outside, they believe the delay is coming. Um, waiting to interview some. Okay, and again, had an agent tell me they think it's more of dotting I's and crossing T's, of which I do not believe that's the case at all. Um, both experience laden with intuition, tell me that it's not. Um, and talking to a couple of people, I don't think it is at this point. Maybe. Um, again, outside, the perception is still waiting to interview maybe some people involved in games this weekend. Now, I know that there is angst um, among some players that want it done, that don't understand why the delay. I know there are some people within the organization. Um, I don't think they have the angst of the players, but they're certainly wondering what's going on. And then lastly is a fan base that wants leadership, wants leadership. They, they, they want someone to come. I mean, you, you had 10 weeks of the season to look at AP's resume, and if you like it or don't like it, and you move on. And they're like, come on, why is this taking so long? This isn't brain surgery. They could at least name a GM. Now, the fact that Champ Kelly – is in the interviews, I think, tells you everything else. Now, I've said to you from day one, I fully expect Champ and AP to get the jobs, and I have not wavered on that at all. I still – that's what I believe is going to happen. So the delay to me – I'm not mad about it in the least bit. But delay to me just seems foolishness. Now, if you go out and name somebody else, it clearly wasn't foolishness. But – as this process drags on, and then they eventually get to, okay, it's Champ and AP, the next question is going to be, why? Why take so long? I remember when I first started to cover the Raiders, I was told by a former Raider, get ready because drama just fouls the organization. I thought that doesn't make sense. So the first year I'm here, a lot of issues. COVID. Next year I'm here, John Gruden, Rich Passaccia, Mike Mayock. The next year they go away from Rich. Oh, Henry Ruggs. Okay. Then you, you know, Damon Arnett, and then you go into um, Josh and Dave and, and all of that went on during that time. And then the 
let's fire him, let's fire him, let's fire him, let's fire him. Nope, nobody's going to get fired. Bam, firings. And I get it now. And if you're if the delay ends up being AP and champ, it's just why? Why create it? Why create angst in your players? Why? Why, why stir up your let your fan base bowl? It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's not my team. My opinion is irrelevant. Mark should not care what I think, nor am I so egotistical that I think, oh, Mark should listen. No, no. But I'm my job is to be an analyst and a commentator and a and a provider of news and analytics, and it makes zero sense. So that's where it is right now. There is a belief of let's get it done. We already know what we're going to do. There is the belief of think they're interviewing some people after this weekend's game. And then there's a belief of it's dotting I's and crossing T's. But the point of the matter is there's a very few handful that know. Now, I'm talking to people who I believe should know. So there you go. But again, if it ends up being AP and Champ, and Champ's still doing the job of the general manager, he's the interim and doing a fine job, by the way, and working with his staff. But if you're going to go with another guy and it's not somebody who is under contract, so let's say Harbaugh or Vrabel, okay? If you're going to go with Harbaugh and Vrabel and you've already exercised everything, it is complete and utter foolishness that they're not named. If you're going with AP, complete and utter foolishness it's not named. If you're saying, well, I kind of want to interview this guy over here, that's legitimate. And it's his team. He can do whatever he wants. And, but I can tell you, this is, this is exactly where the franchise sits today. And I'm going to have a lot more to say about it after the process is over with. Um, but again, I think it's very imperative because I think everyone gets mad Here's the way I want to word this. When Mark Davis decided to move the team to Las Vegas, there was a lot of angry people. And rightfully so. A lot of angry people. But he made a business decision for his business. For his business. That was best for the Raiders. Your opinion didn't matter. Clearly. And I think sometimes, um, so you see players speak out. And people are like, players should have no right to do that. They should shut up. Okay. I've addressed this in a previous podcast. If they're a normal employee, yeah. Uh-huh. I can get your feeling there. But isn't it amazing? Everyone gets mad when people make business decisions. Okay. I've said this multiple times on this podcast. When people sell their tickets to Raider games, they make a business decision. Okay, I have a friend, not going to name him, don't want to get him in any trouble, a doctor who has, I think they have six tickets to the Raiders. They may have eight, but I think it's, I know it's more than four. And when the team just did not perform well and was terrible under Josh McDaniels, 
they sold all their tickets. In fact, every year um, they have sold tickets to Raider games and they sell them and make back what the tickets cost them for the entire year. Some years they sell a lot of tickets and make money. Some years it's, it's just enough to pay for what the tickets cost, but they make a business decision. And I'll hear people say, you're not a Raider if you sell your tickets, you know, okay. So is Mark Davis not a Raider because he moved the team? Everybody makes business decisions. You may want to go to a game, but you're like, okay, I, what are my choices? Well, I'd rather take the family to a hotel for a weekend, swim in the pool and have fun. Then just go to a game. You make a business decision. Players have a right to make a business decision. And so there, this is, okay, who are we playing for? What kind of schemes are we going to run? They're all, everybody's making business decisions right now. And I, and I know I'm a purist at heart. I know that that sucks when you're talking about sports and it comes down to business decisions. I tell this to young people all the time. Journalists will say to me, young journalists, what's the biggest thing I need to learn? Well, you get into hunting. If you want to be a hunter and let's say you go take a job for the department of natural resources, well, then you realize your biggest business time of the year is hunting season. So you don't get as much time to hunt football. Okay. You get into it. You're a journalist. You want to cover football. You want to cover sports. That's a good, that's honorable. That's why I did it. I love, I love football, love the game. And then bam, you get hit in the face with it's a business. It's a business. And so when you understand that and nobody likes to hear it, then you step back and look at it. Now, I'm, I'm going to approach it like a business. Let's say that Mark Davis wants pick any name that of, of a coach under contract with a team that's playing right now. And he's like, you know, that's my I, – I think I like AP, but I really want to talk to that guy. Okay. That's fair. It's fair. Unless you go in a room and that's not that guy and you look at all the time you wasted. And and for the fan, that's a big deal. For the players, it's a big deal. For the agents, it's a big deal. For the organization, it's a big deal. So that is where it sits as of the moment of this taping. Now, I want to get into an article that I posted yesterday where Mark Davis got called out, and he did, by Mike Florio of PFT. Now, I want to say a couple quick things about it. I thought it was a very important article to write. wasn't me calling him out. It was Florio. Mike Florio is an attorney. He is bombastic and opinionated. Um, I am not a friend of Mike's, but I, I, I have had several dealings with him. I know that he is very well connected in the NFL. I know that for a fact. I know for a fact that owners talk to him, players, agents, and coaches. So you may not like what he says, but it's connected. And I will tell you this about Mike Florio. I do not believe that he is a man that says things simply for reaction. You say, well, you just said he's bombastic. He is. 
but he's not a person that just says stuff for a reaction. I have found him in every one of my dealings to be very genuine. So when he makes an opinion, um, it's usually fueled by what people around the league have told him, number one. And it's usually fueled by that's how he genuinely feels. So he calls out Davis and says, you know, what's the deal? Your players want AP. Everybody wants AP. Just get it done. Why the delay? What's taking so long? And I and, and he basically asked him, you know, are you going to get it wrong this time? Referring back to Bisaccia. I thought it was a very well-written article by, uh, I mean, very well um, given argument because it was a verbal on his podcast. And I wrote about it. I think it's fair to have every opinion. And so I thought he pointed out, well, don't do this again. I, I, I want to tell you this about Mark Davis. Now, I don't claim to be his friend. I'm not telling you that I am. But I have found him in every dealing that I've had with him to be a very genuinely nice person. I actually really like him. Um, I respect him. And I think he's a very, very good guy. I have never once saw him make a decision and thought to myself, oh, man, he doesn't care. Now, he's made some decisions that I've thought, what are you doing? But I could always see his side of the coin that he's doing what he thinks is best for the Raiders. That's honorable. That's honorable. Um, very honorable. And so I have warned you who he listens to is a very big deal. I warned you guys months ago that I know he's very close to Tom Brady, who's the greatest football quarterback for sure of all time and a winner. I know that he listens to Jim Gray, who's a very respected journalist. And um, although I personally don't know Jim, I know a bunch of people that have had interactions with him. And uh, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't hear Jim Gray getting trashed. You, you know, you, he's won a ton of awards. He's a very, very good journalist. So I know he listens to them and I know there are others. I'm just trying to give you the picture of who is who is going to be in his ear. And that's the fascinating part with Mark. If you haven't read Deshaun Reed's article from The Athletic, I linked to it yesterday in my story about uh, Mark Davis getting called out. Mark's been very open. And I'm not my dad. I don't have my dad's instincts, whatever. And because of that, he listens. But sometimes you can listen to a point where it's, polarization by analyzation where you just get polarized because you, you hear so many voices and then sometimes you just miss the easy one. This is easy. I remember one time, I'll never forget this as long as I live um, at an NBA game. And I watched Kevin Garnett hit this great, unbelievable shot, unbelievable shot. Next time down the court, he just has to tip one in and he misses it. And 
afterwards, he talked about, you know, sometimes when you have too much time, you overthink. That's why, that's why I think Mark um, suffers from paralysis and polarization by analysis. I do think he, 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 he goes through that sometimes. So that's the, the present state of where the Raiders sit, just in a holding pattern, waiting for the decision to be made. And if they go and select a guy afterwards, then they should have named their GM already. And if they, which champs in the meetings, so he's that guy, just name it. And then go do that. So that's where the juxtapose. And if it's AP, which is what I think it's going to be, why? Why? All right. I want to. I got several things I want to talk about with you again today. I told you I wanted to discuss and get into. Um, I think they're very important. But I asked you guys yesterday to, I asked you this on X, formerly known as Twitter. I said to you guys, share with me your best Raider memory. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something. I'm up here in the North Country on a hunting trip and still working, though. And um, I, we got over 72,000 engagements. Um, over 1,200 of you sent in your favorite memories. And so um, I'm here, um, got a friend with us. Um, and and their spouse and um some of you may know them so i'm not going to say any names but um they're here and we're going through all of them and my favorite raider memory and i'm not a raider fan was as a little boy monday night football and you grow up in michigan which is the eastern time zone so monday night football came out at nine o'clock now, as a little kid, my bedtime was 9 o'clock. But Monday night football, if dad was home and not working, he'd always say, why are you going to bed? It's 9 o'clock. Not when I'm home, and it's Monday night football. And so it was Howard Cosell, and it was always Raiders. And so I remember um, sitting in my dad's chair with him and watching Monday night football. And we didn't have DVRs back then. You couldn't roll it back. And it was just so cool watching Raiders, just watching it and and watching Monday Night Football and the toughness. And um, I, I remember one play in particular where Raider just takes his forearm and goes right into a guy's helmet. I mean, it was just – and my dad's like, holy Toledo. He's trying to kill him. He's not trying to tackle him. He's trying to kill him. And so for me, the memory is my dad. And we're coming up on 10 years since his death. And um, literally just the other day, I mean, a few days ago, I, something happened and I'm out in the woods and I made the comment to my, I got to call my dad. And then it hits you. He's not here. So for me, I'll always associate 
you know, when I think of the Raiders in my memories, my dad. So you precious people, again, over 1,200 of you sent videos. Um, there was one guy sent a picture of himself. I, I thought it was a training camp with how long. Um, guys sent me pictures with their sons or with their dads, videos of plays. Um, some of it was just pictures in the stands. And it was so awesome. I'm going to think about it, but somehow I want to do an article about your memories. Um, I just thought that was, it, it, it was just fascinating. And we have grown so much that I don't get to answer every comp question or comment. I try to do as much as I can. I get on social media every day and interact with it, with you. And I know it frustrates some of you because I don't interact with you, but I just can't do everybody. And But I never want to lose that touch with you guys and gals of what your memories were. What your memories were. And why is this special to you? Um, I don't have to cover the Raiders. I get to. And so for me, when I, I just want to remember that. When I write a story, I think about you guys. So let me give you an example. Coming up later this month, and at this point, I think it's going to be the last three days of the month, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's the 29th, 30th, and 31st, I think, is my next series of deep dive articles. These are always very much anticipated. We take you guys way behind the scenes and share things with you. And a couple of weeks ago, I, I flew to California for the day to sit down with somebody for a few hours to get information. I'm constantly, last night, um, my wife is dictating the interviews and I'm writing the articles and sending them off, having people look at them and they're going to be so good. You're going to learn something um, about the Raiders. Hopefully a few things, but one thing that's going to be a big bombshell and a good one that I don't believe any of you, any of you, including Mark Davis. No. It's going to be fascinating series of detailed articles. So when I do those, I'm constantly thinking about you. Okay, how is this going to interest the fan? And one of the things that I love is you guys will send me emails or whatever and you'll say, hey, Hondo, been a fan since 68. Been a fan since 58, 88, 2008, whatever. And I love that your fandom isn't just the Raiders. It's part of who you are. And so I think it's amazing. Now, I've been around NFL teams and covered them that when they went through a coaching change, there was never this level of angst. It's, yeah, we'll get who we get. No, they'll take their time. No big deal. Literally. You get around the Raiders. It doesn't matter if there's an opening at head coach or third string right guard. Who are they picking? I love that. I love that passion. That just, <laughs> I love it. So I wanted to thank you guys so much for sending me those. I thought they were amazing. And if you have more, send them. And again, I'm still learning IG. So if you have Twitter, please send it there or an email. 
I'm trying and I'm learning, but thank you so much. Now, I want to talk about um, staff, um, you know, about how whoever the coaches put together their staff. I think that's really, really important. Um, I don't comment on other people's reporting. Now, before you say anything, you say, well, what about you did you did Florio yesterday? Mm-hmm. So, but that was on his pontificating. That was on him talking about Brady pushing variable, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't put out um because you never know who people are talking to. Let me give you an example. Years ago, I'm covering a team. And the coach tells me, I'm going to do this on this date. So why don't you start reporting it? I said, okay. So I did. Other people talked to other people, but not the head coach. We said, that's never going to happen. And they reported, no, that's never going to happen. And it did. I didn't comment on the people who disagreed. That's not what I do. I put out what I know and I move forward with it. And same way I reported Devontae coming or Josh McDaniels, whatever. I just do it and move on. And there has been a lot of talk about, you know, what about staff? What would Antonio Pierce's staff look like? Now, I think it would look very similar to what it looked like when the year was over. Not 100%. I mean, they've already lost Carm. Um, And I think there would be others that would go. I do. Um, I'll have a lot more to say about that after the decision's been made public. And I still believe it's going to be AP and champ, but I'll have a lot more to say on that. But I've had a lot of you asking about staff. So I'm very, very good friends with a particular NFL general manager. And every year he sits down with his coach and goes over the coach and his staff. And I've reported this for years. One of the things that I learned from him is he always says to his coach, and let's just pick somebody. Let's say it's an offensive line coach named William Bill. Okay, I'm making a name up. And he'll say to the coach, hey, how do you think William Bill did this year? Well, I think he did pretty good. Okay. If William Bill, if we decided to let him go, how many NFL teams would try to hire him? I don't I don't know. Okay. Is there anybody out there that we can go hire who's better than William Bill? And they go through and have that conversation about every staff member. Now, this general manager, very successful. Very successful. And he always told me, I don't want staff who nobody else wants. So he goes, if I, he goes, I ask myself every year, if I were to let my head coach go, how many people want him? Is he a desirable commodity? Okay. If he's not, is he desirable for me for whatever reason? And I think that's how you start digging in and parsing on staff. I've always felt that way. 
I think that is how Champ Kelly is going to operate as general manager of the Raiders with AP. Um, AP is very personable. AP is is very relational. But I think he is also going to be a, can I improve from what you do for me? Now, this general manager said to me, I don't have any issue paying a guy and giving guys raises to keep them. He said to me, I would rather every year have to give my staff raises because I don't want to live without them. I thought that was really enlightening, very enlightening. And so as they start to put together staff, they're going to, and, and they already are in the process of not hiring staff, but thinking about, okay, if Mark pulls the trigger and it's us, what's our staff going to look like? And AP's looking at all that, and he's already formulated his plan. He's already presented it to Mark Davis. Don't know it, but he knows what he wants to do. He Champ knows what AP wants to do. I expect his staff to be extremely competitive because that's what he wants his team to look like, is extremely competitive. And so if you've got a chance to upgrade, I think you upgrade. Now, what's that do? It puts every one of your staff members on notice. I better be getting better every year, number one. Number two, it allows your players to know I'm holding the staff to the same standard I'm holding you to. All right, let's go back. Mark Davis felt like, okay, I'm going to let Jack Del Rio go. He took us to the end of, to the playoffs, but I think I can upgrade with John Gruden. Okay, that, that's Mark's decision. And that's how the staffing, it, before it was almost as if, okay, as long as your unit doesn't suck, you've got a job. We don't want to go out and make a bunch of changes. I think now you're going to see the staff, as again, as long as AP and Champ are named, and I still, that's what my expectation are. Uh, that's how you're going to see the staff run. Man, we love you. We care about you. You're important. And now your unit may have had a bad year. Okay, let's go back to Patrick Grant. Let's go back to 2022. When he got hired, I wrote and, and discussed and talked about the fact this is a guy that should be a head coach. I was wildly mocked. Okay, At the end of 2022, when I talked about, man, this is a good thing that he's back. I was wildly mocked. Now, people are saying, oh, we can't afford to lose Patrick Graham. Well, what, what's changed? Not him. But they went out last year, and they go and get him a Robert Spillane and a Marcus Epps. So now they have leadership at all three levels of the defense. Okay? They go get an Adam Butler. They, they did things to go and upgrade the team. And... Look at how they looked. Barry Switzer one time said to me, and I thought this was funny, he goes, the better my players, the better I look. <laughs> and that's just so true. So then you've got to look at your staff and say, okay, did they underperform because I didn't give them the groceries to cook the meal? That's totally fair. Patrick Graham did not look bad his first year with the Raiders because he was a bad coach. They didn't have a ton of talent. Well, what a difference a Robert Spillane makes. Oh, what a difference a Jack Jones makes. What a difference a Marcus Epp makes. Oh, what a difference a developed Malcolm Kuntz looks like. Come on now, don't shout me down. 
And so as they go through and look at staff, that's how they're going to approach staff is, okay, did that unit underperform? Yes. But did we underfund it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's look at the Raiders offense. It was not good this year. And they spent a ton of money there, over $100 million. Now, the defense, because Chandler Jones never played, was in the $40 million range. Is there anybody within the sound of my voice that would say, that would disagree with the Raiders' defense at 40% of the money was significantly better than the Raiders' offense? Yes. Now, Part of that, part of that was player performance. Part of it was no OTAs, no mini camps, no training camps for the staff after AP got in there. Wasn't his people. And they played to win rather than to look sexy. That's all fair. That team... Just the, just the team that just ended. You don't think with OTAs and mini camps and training camp, would even if they didn't draft or sign one free agent, if they just brought the offense back, you don't think they look better next year? Come on now. Come on now. That dog don't hunt. That's not smart if you feel that way. Now, they are going to have a, 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 a draft. They are going to have mini camps, training camps, OTAs, and, oh, by the way, free agency, which champ is belly deep. And his staff. I've had a bunch of you ask me, hey, you keep talking about some free agents that you think would want to play with AP. Mm -hmm. You going to talk about them? Mm -mm. But I think the Raiders are going to make some really impressive moves. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to go sign a guy to the biggest contract because Champ believes in fiscal discipline. You go, you do you go sign a Devontae if you can? Yeah. But you don't go overpay for people, and then you don't have the money to extend your young, your young guns. See, that's the biggest deal that a lot of people don't think about. You get these guys in on rookie deals. Brock Purdy is is a really good quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. But I'll tell you what else Brock Purdy is. Brock Purdy is on a UDFA rookie deal. They're paying him in NFL money, next to nothing. So it's allowed them to go pay a bunch of other players. The Niners have extended a ton of people. Now, at some point, they're going to have to pay Purdy. But for right now, they don't. Okay? And Champ understands that. Hey, fiscal responsibility is huge. It's huge. And so... I want to be able to pay my proven guys when they're coming off those rookie deals. I want to be able to pay them the money it takes to keep them. And the and the wiser I am in free agency, not overpaying for guys. Now, listen, Devontae's worth every dime Devontae gets. So you don't mind paying Big Jack to a guy worthy of Big Jack who plays and performs like Big Jack. Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. And so you don't mind paying for that. But, man, I don't want to pay for a guy I don't know. Okay, Dylan Parham is eventually going to come up on a deal. Now, he's only in year two. He's a guy they're going to want to keep around. Nobody, I can't believe the the, the, the amount of Raiders that don't talk about Dylan. 
incredibly flexible, super good player. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna have to pay him. Now he's not gonna get quarterback money. I'm not pretending he is. Okay, you look at Trey Tucker, had a better rookie year than Henry Ruggs. I think he's gonna break out next year. Matter of fact, I'll make this prediction right now. I think Trey Tucker is the breakout player of the year next year. And you're but you're watching him and you're thinking, okay, okay. Now, down the road, he, he he's going to get some jack. Now, I'm not being rude, but I'm I'm getting a call, and I want to make sure it's nothing of which that I need to share with you. No, I got to take that call. So, what I'm going to say to you is this: understand, very importantly, there's a plan here. Everybody is working the plan, waiting for Mark Davis. You know, the, the Catholic Church, when they pick a new pope, they there's a puff of white smoke that comes out of the chimney. Let everybody know the pope's been been uh, uh, picked. I'm not Catholic, but... And so now everyone's waiting for the silver and black smoke to come out of the smokestacks at the Henderson to announce a coach has been picked. But that's what the wait is on. But Champ Kelly's doing his job. AP's doing his job. Everybody's doing their job. Waiting. So when this thing's over, it's time to get it done. Listen, I appreciate all of you. I'm Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. Again, we're just in waiting mode. I gave you all the reasons that I'm hearing why. We talked about staff, and we talked about your memories. So I appreciate all of you. Remember, keep it right here. We're going to have all the latest for you. I'm Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thank you all for joining us. I appreciate you. And I hope that you guys have a great day. Remember, check me on Instagram, check me on Twitter, and check me at uh, uh, si.com forward slash NFL forward slash Raiders. We'll see you all later. Have a wonderful day, um, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa.